This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. It is cold out. Right now, the window of my studio looks out on a barren winter landscape. I can see the bare trees swaying in the unforgiving wind. Thankfully, I am warm and toasty next to my studio fireplace. Yes, yes, I do have a fireplace in my studio. I know it might seem unlikely or strange, and I have talked quite a bit about how cramped it is in here, but that's because the fireplace that I definitely have takes up so much space. Oh, it looks like the fire's going out. Hold on a second. It livened right up. It reminds me of that old saying, telling a story in a room without a fireplace is like riding a tandem bicycle with a kangaroo. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Thankfully, I do have a fireplace and it makes total sense. Now then, what was I? Oh, I just got a new email. Dear Rhea, Please put out the fire in the fireplace that definitely is in your studio. It's getting too hot in here and it's making us itch. Also, we don't have enough gnats to eat. Can you invite some gnats to the studio as guests? Signed, the studio spiders with support and admiration from the studio beetles. Seriously? Okay, look. I am not putting out the fire. I'd be freezing in here without it. And as for the gnats, no. I'm not going to invite gnats as guests to my studio just so you can eat them. That would be wrong and sinister. I can't do that. I need to get on with the story. Enough of this nonsense. Our story today is called Little Hedgehog's New Year's Roll. Take it away, Bakari. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine the pictures however you want. Okay, let's go. It was Saturday in the early hours of the morning before the sun was up. The sky was still dark the stars bright above the forest trees. It was a time when creatures who are most active under the heat of the sun were still asleep, and creatures who spend their waking hours under the cover of darkness were beginning to yawn and head home to bed. In the dark of the morning, one could hear the creeping of those animals most active at dawn and dusk, like foxes, skunks, opossums, and also possums. It's usually a quiet time in the forest. But this was not a usual day. Hedgehogs were everywhere, scampering over hills, under logs, and through valleys. They came from all directions, their tiny feet scraping against the cold winter ground in a pitter-pat sound that whispered across the region. Hedgehog-friendly owls, the kinds that have taken oaths to eat only protein bars, stood watch in the trees, 
guarding this wave of would-be delicious tiny creatures from predators lurking above. Birds flew above the trail of rippling prickles, watching with amusement. Where, you may be wondering, were all of these hedgehogs off to? Aren't hedgehogs nocturnal, you may inquire? Wouldn't they be readying themselves for bed at this hour? And are there really owls who eat only protein bars? That last question I will leave to your imagination. To answer the others, we will have to travel back in time just a few minutes to get a little closer to some particular hedgehogs. Two particular hedgehogs to find out what is going on. Bibi, a small hedgehog with a large vocabulary and various talents, was snoring. Her best friend of all time, Little Hedgehog, was sleep-talking. I did register. I promise. I did. I filled it out on Thursday. I used a unicorn pen filled with ink made from pomegranates. Bibi snapped to her feet from the sleeping bag she'd borrowed. Her big eyes went to Little Hedgehog's new robot alarm clock. 6.02. Perfect. We have slept for approximately four hours, positioning us well to remain alert until noon. Little Hedgehog stretched her limbs and yawned. And we have plenty of time to repair. Indeed. Let's start by practicing for the singathon. Little Hedgehog began leaping about the room. Bibi stood perfectly still and cleared her throat. <clears throat> la, 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 Mr. Hedgehog appeared in the doorway, rubbing his eyes and yawning. La, 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 la. Little Hedgehog. Hi, Dad. I bid you good morning, Mr. Hedgehog. Dad squinted at Bibi. Hi, Bibi. What are you two doing? What time is it? Why were you singing? Oh, Dad, you're always so forgetful in the middle of the morning. Yes, Mr. Hedgehog. We've noticed that with each passing year, there is a marked decline in your memory when you have had inadequate rest. Dad looked back and forth between his daughter and her best friend. They both smiled. At precisely that moment, they heard a rumbling, a mild rumbling, up above. It sounded like the whispery pitter-pats of hundreds of tiny feet, all heading in the same direction. Is that... Hedgehogs! Hedgehogs. Hedgehogs. Now I remember what day it is. That's right, Dad. It's New it's Year's New Year's noon. noon. Now, Little Hedgehog, Bibi, and Mr. Hedgehog were part of the procession of hedgehogs traveling through the chilly woods to the big hill, the site of the annual New Year's Noon celebrations, a day when all the hedgehogs in the region scampered to one sprawling area to celebrate another year gone by and a new year beginning there had been some hiccups at the last several New Year's noons. 
Not those kind of hiccups. Those will come later in the story. No, these were hiccups as in incidents, disruptions. Three years back, the annual sing-a-thon was cut short due to an unanticipated hailstorm. Dozens of hedgehogs were pelted with golf ball-sized ice whizzing down from the sky. And just last year, after finishing the most popular and beloved event, the annual hedgehog roll, everyone began itching. It seemed the hill had become overgrown with poisoned tickle grass, a type of grass that causes one to itch horribly, and also causes one to laugh uncontrollably. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny and it hurts at the same time. Uh, oh, it hurts. Oh, it itches. But it's hilarious. It's too funny, it's hurting. As you may imagine, it is a most unsettling mix of sensations. Yes, it had been an interesting few years of New Year's noons. But the organizers of this year's event looked forward to much calmer festivities. All kinds of contingencies had been planned for, and a medical tent had been installed near the big hill. Bibi had volunteered to work at the medical tent, as she had ample experience in survivalist medical care. Little Hedgehog yawned as they reached the big hill. The sky was still quite dark, but it was light enough that they could make out the masses of hedgehogs milling about. Hedgehog-friendly owls were posted on treetops surrounding the area. There were flags and signs pointing out different activities, and they could hear hedgehogs practicing for the singathon. Baby, look! They're having a mushroom pie-eating contest this year. Good thing I have expertise in how to handle accidental poison mushroom ingestion. A voice came from a loudspeaker. It came from a small hedgehog on the main stage, perched on a step stool before a towering microphone. Welcome, guests. Please be advised there was a minor incident involving a fox and a hedgehog at the southwest corner of the hill. Our owl crew has taken care of it, and, and the matter is settled. Whispers of concern rippled over the assembled hedgehogs. Oh my. That is mildly alarming. Just how was the matter settled, do you think? This year we have several new events to which I'd like to direct your attention. Oh, excuse me. Where was I? The inaugural mushroom pie-eating contest will take place in 12 minutes at 7 a.m. At 8.17, another brand new event, the pig race, will take place on the far side of the big hill. All pig riders should be in their saddles by 8.13 sharp. Pig race? Did you hear that, BB? Very intriguing. Dad, can I ride on a pig? Can I, can I? Can I, can I ride on a pig, Dad? Dad squinted. Uh, maybe next year. Our beloved Singathon will be at 10 a.m. 
Thankfully, no hailstorms on the weather forecast today. Polite laughter <laughs> rippled through the crowd. There wasn't any on the forecast that day either. I still have a scar. At 11, there will be a performance by the Selfless Snakes on this stage. They've promised to eat only gnats while present. If any gnats protested to this plan, it was too quietly for anyone to hear. And of course, all rollers should make their way to the hilltop at 11.30. As the MC continued, Please be advised that anyone with carrot allergies should avoid eating the muffins. The sky lightened. Little Hedgehog and Beebe's eyes grew wide. Wild, even, given how late it was for them. They clapped their teensy paws together, bracing for the brilliant warmth of the sun. And, and, the sky did lighten, but it remained gray and dull. And one more announcement. Buy your raffle tickets at booth eight. The winners will be announced at the conclusion of the concert. The hedgehog on stage set down her mic, and the crowd dispersed, once again milling about in all directions. Bebe, little hedgehog said, her big eyes full of wonder. Where is the sun? Are you referring to the star that is closest to Earth at a distance of approximately 93 million miles? Yes. The one that provides us with heat and light and makes all life on Earth possible. That's the one. I believe it is obscured by those clouds. Those yonder clouds? Yes, those yonder clouds. Hmm. But even on a gray day like this one, Little Hedgehog and Beebe noticed things they simply could not see at night. A fly zipped by Little Hedgehog's left ear, and she giggled with delight. High above them, an airplane crossed the sky, leaving a milky white trail in its wake. Where do you think it's going? Maybe to Madagascar. And as they scampered, drops of dew flicked onto them from the blades of grass all around. Aren't dewdrops like magical jewels, Bibi? I can almost feel the microscopic water bears clinging to my prickles. The morning continued apace. The mushroom pie-eating contest was an unexpected nail-biter, with a hedgehog named Jarvis taking a quick lead by swallowing several mushroom pies whole. Dad, did you see that? He just swallowed five at once. Moments later, a hedgehog known only as Auntie June took the lead after Jarvis's face turned a strange color and he buckled at the waist. It hurts. Oh, it hurts. Against medical advice, Jarvis, it is my informed opinion that you should refrain from eating. Jarvis continued popping pies into his mouth at intermittent intervals leading to a stunning fight to the finish. After Jarvis was taken out by further pains in the side, Mushroom pies, you've done me in! And Auntie June slowed her pace due to an ill-timed case of the hiccups. 
I said an ill-timed case of the hiccups. There we go. When Auntie June slowed down, a small hedgehog by the name of Hugo pulled ahead and won. Oh, I think I won. The pig race was equally captivating, but for different reasons. The first bit was unremarkable. A couple of hedgehogs fell off their pigs. That was to be expected. But once they reached the middle stretch, when the pigs and their hedgehog jockeys were out from beneath any tree cover, with nothing but open sky above them, a hawk descended from an unseen perch with astonishing speed. The hawk grasped a hedgehog from the back of a pig with its talons and lifted back into the sky. The crowd was moderately alarmed, of course. I am moderately alarmed by this. This is a bummer. We can't enjoy ourselves now. The hedgehog, clutched by the hawk, was very alarmed. Unhand me. I had so much more I wanted to Thankfully, accomplish. the hedgehog-friendly owls were on the job. Two of them quickly swooped on the hawk and a mid-air battle ensued. The crowd was riveted. This is terrible. I can't look. This is thrilling. I can't look away. Little Hedgehog and her dad watched, eyes wide, from the sidelines. Bibi, meanwhile, leaped into action, directing the placement of an emergency net beneath the fracas above. A little to the left. Now 10.2 centimeters that way. Now, 5.6 centimeters the other way. Until, soundly defeated, the hawk released the hedgehog and it fell squarely in the center of the net. I'm okay. Dad, those really are hedgehog-friendly owls. I guess so. The singathon was, as usual, a crowd pleaser. the selfless snakes performed before a crowd that remained quite a distance from the stage, but nonetheless seemed to be enjoying themselves. We love you and fear you. The announcement of the raffle winner did not go quite as expected. And the winner is number 74861. Will the owner of ticket number 74861 please make your way? A hedgehog wearing a down vest stumbled toward the stage, hyperventilating. I've never, I've never won anything before in my entire life. This is the best thing that has ever happened As she made her way to claim her prize, the announcer wiped a smudge from her wire-framed glasses and looked again at the ticket. Oh, goodness. Well, that's a bit of a whoopsie, isn't it? The winning number is 74867. So sorry. Uh, My apologies, owner of ticket 74861. There's always next year. Will the owner of ticket 74867 looked as though she would have liked to drop through a hole in the earth? as the winner passed by her, knocking her on the shoulder. Sorry. Finally, it was time for the main event, the annual hedgehog roll. 
At 11.30, Little Hedgehog and Dad made their way to the tippy top of the big hill. Bibi, who did not have the rolling gene, my mom says our family doesn't have the rolling gene, made her way to the medical tent. Good luck, Little Hedgehog. Thanks, Bibi. Little Hedgehog commenced with her stretches. Just doing my stretches, Dad. As Mr. Hedgehog glanced around at the other rollers. There were dozens of them, many with athletic bands around their forehead prickles. Excuse me, are you registered for this event? Little Hedgehog and Dad looked up to see an enormous rabbit looming over them. She was holding a clipboard. She looked carefully at Little Hedgehog and must have recognized the sparkle of imagination radiating from her big eyes. Little Hedgehog, is that you? Little Hedgehog, I like to add an extra, an extra E. Yes, now I recall. She raised an eyebrow and struck the additional E with her pen. There we are. All set. The rabbit moved on to the next contestant. Excuse me. Are you Some stiff competition you've got here, Dad said, his eyes widening at the dozens of hedgehogs covering the hilltop. Some of them had tough-looking trainers. Weeks ago, little hedgehog herself had asked Dad if she could have a tough trainer. Please, can I have a tough trainer? Please, please, Dad, can I have a tough trainer, please? Dad said no. Little Hedgehog came up from a lunge and blinked. I'm not worried, Dad. The fairies will help me. Dad squinted, but said nothing. Behind them, a tough trainer gave his roller a pep talk. If anyone gets in your way, you do the rolling jump we talked about. You go right over their heads, you hear me? And then it was time. Hedgehogs all over the hilltop began curling themselves into balls, readying for their big moment. All right, little hedgehog, Dad said as the countdown began. Ten, nine, eight. Good luck. And please go easy. I do not want to see you doing any rolling jumps, all right? (laughs) Okay, Dad. Mr. Hedgehog ambled over to the spectator area as the year came to a close. Two, Two, one, one. Happy New Year! As dozens of hedgehogs launched themselves down the hill, it looked as if the hill itself was covered in a layer of rippling prickles. Within moments, Some of the most athletic rollers were already at the bottom. Having employed the rolling jump strategy on the way down, bounding over hedgehogs in their way. Others were still tumbling head over feet, making their way down without hurry. Little Hedgehog was one of them. She rolled down the length of the hill, thoroughly enjoying herself the entire way until her tiny foot twisted against a stone. Oof! She landed at the finish line, prickles against the cushion of grass, looking up at the sky. She could feel her ankle rapidly swelling. It hurt. She could hear dozens of hedgehogs finishing their rolls and heading off to celebrate. It's the first day of 
But there was something else that had her attention. Between the moment Little Hedgehog had left the top of the hill and her less-than-perfectly graceful landing at the bottom, the thick curtain of gray clouds above had opened. The sun had come out. It was bathing everything in brilliant light. Little Hedgehog forgot about her ankle for the moment as she felt the sun warm on her face, something she was able to experience a few times per year at most. Hmm, she sighed, looking up at the bright sky. Bibi appeared above her, backlit. Little Hedgehog, I would like to remind you not to stare directly at the celestial body that heats and lights our planet. As grateful as we should be each and every day for living in the proper range of a star in order for life to exist, nay, flourish, it can have damaging effects on your retina. Okay, Bibi. Ow! Little Hedgehog said, remembering her ankle. She cradled it in her tiny paw. Dad appeared above, next to Bibi. That was some rolling. Thanks, Dad. But I think a tiny alligator bit me on the ankle on the way down the hill. Little hedgehog, I believe you have sprained your ankle. I will prepare a splint. Bibi disappeared for a brief time, then reappeared with the makings of a splint. She expertly attached it to Little Hedgehog's sore ankle. Bibi and Mr. Hedgehog lifted Little Hedgehog up from the ground. Thank you, Bibi. You're my hero. Yeah, nice splint, Bibi. Thanks, Dad. Everyone was silent for a moment. Bibi's eyes grew wider than ever, her face a model of embarrassment. For once in her life, she was speechless. Um, uh... Little Hedgehog tried to hold back a giggle. Finally, Mr. Hedgehog spoke. Let's pretend that never happened. Thank you, Mr. Hedgehog. Bibi said, recovering herself. No problem, Bibi. It's late. I think we're all ready for bed. Too true, Mr. Hedgehog. After dropping Bibi off at her burrow, Dad and Little Hedgehog ambled home. Well, I guess you did all right without the fairies. Little Hedgehog smiled. But there were fairies, Dad. Really? Yes. As I was rolling, I heard them cheering me on. They said, Tuck your head, little hedgehog. Keep going, little hedgehog. You can do it. (laughs) That's my New Year's noon fairy voice, Dad. Little hedgehog. Yes, Dad. I think that was your own voice inside you, encouraging you. My own voice? Sure, we all have that voice sometimes. It can keep us going. Little Hedgehog thought for a moment. I think you're right, Dad. We do all have that voice. Little Hedgehog's eyes sparkled in the sunlight. Except this time it was the fairies. Dad smiled. All right. They trekked over the hills towards home. Little Hedgehog limping slightly in her splint, leaning against her dad for support. In the distance, they could hear the hedgehog-friendly owls heading home for bed.
The sun shined down brilliantly. The air was cold and crisp. It was a beautiful new year, full of possibilities. I have to admit, I was so busy telling you the story that I forgot about the fire in my studio fireplace. It's nearly out. I was freezing for the last 10 minutes. But I forged on for all of you. Let me just get it going again. There we go. Ah, another email. Okay. Dear Rhea, how dare you? You added gnats to the story just to make us hungrier. You should feel very, 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 oh my goodness, blah, blah, blah. Okay, skip to the end here. Invite gnats to the studio or we will never, you know what? I don't think we need to read the rest of this. And I'm turning off my email notifications. Ah, I feel so much better. And my fire is warm and toasty again. All is as it should be. And I hope you loved the story. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website, littlestoriestinypeople.com, and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to Bakari for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And I have so many listeners to thank for the sound effects that this part needs its own music. Okay, here we go. Thank you to Ellie, Barrett, Jude, Preston, Tyra, Roman, Elliot, Zaina, Theo, Milo, Ada, Elia, Hazel, Emerson, Silas, Glenn, Jemima, Esme, Sawyer, Eloise, Genevieve, Rufus, Ida, Rachel, Lyndon, Ailish, Nathaniel, Charlotte, August, Phoebe, Malcolm, Carter, Fiona, oh, I gotta take a breath, Kristana, Devin, Micah, Harrison, Nilsen, Lila, Tessa, Colton, Cecil, Kinsley, Ames, Nora, Josephine, Olivia, Anna, Elliot, Levi, Owen, Walter, Simon, Isla, Mac, Sully, Claire, Eric, Henley, Beatrice, Cypress, AJ, Everly, and Zane. All of you are welcome to send in sound effects for my sound effects library. I accept them on a rolling basis, and I take all kinds of sounds. For this particular story, I put out a special call to my email list subscribers with a list of sounds I needed. I do this kind of thing every once in a while, 
So make sure to sign up for my email list by visiting my website, www.littlestoriestinypeople.com, so you don't miss the next special request when it comes along. And big people, if your family is getting a lot from the stories, please share the podcast with a friend. Many people find my stories organically through podcast apps, but many have heard about them directly from a friend's recommendation. I'd love to help make bedtimes easier, car rides peaceful, and quiet time a bit more quiet for even more families. You can help me by spreading the word. And thank you all, as always, for listening in.